Welcome to the Not Too Serious Podcast. On this week's episode, my son and I discuss who we feel are our favorite superheroes. We discuss superheroes from both the Marvel and DC Universe, and um, we have a very good discussion about it. Who are some of your favorite superheroes from both the DC and the Marvel Universe, as well as other superheroes that you'd like to share with us? We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email to nottoseriouspodcast at gmail.com. Please enjoy. Thank you. Okay, today we're going to talk about our favorite superheroes. Um, I haven't really, like as a child growing up, I watched a lot of cartoons, a lot of cartoons. And some, you know, Looney Tunes, you know. Classics. Classics. Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner Hour. Classics. Scooby-Doo. Classics. Um, and then, of course, we watched the uh, superhero movies like uh, Justice League and and the like. So, yeah, I grew up. And, and then and then after, mm-hmm. after probably maybe I was about 11, 12, I guess. Mm-hmm. More like 12, probably. I wasn't into it anymore. All right. I stopped watching superhero. What were you more into at that point? Huh? Sports and stuff. Oh yeah, sports for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, science fiction. Um. But not so much the cartoons, right? Um. It wasn't until you came along. That got me back into this. Back into it because I remember a couple of things. One is when the Avengers came out. I think the Avengers came out in what twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, and also at the, around that time, or maybe a couple of years later, um, I think Green Arrow came out, and you started watching that. I think right on the CW. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time, I wasn't really into it, but the Avengers, I started watching. Yeah, the Marvel Universe. And that was, it was like nothing I had ever seen. Yeah. And... Because you've never seen, like, characters from, like... Not, not, no, and not in that form, right? Like, like, live action, you know? Like, it was, it was awesome. And the way how, um the dialogue was written was just so smart you know like very intelligent comedy um it was not brainless comedy you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so um and then of course when you started watching green arrow i didn't really get into it until probably season four i think i want to say of green arrow Mm -hmm. and then um, Flash, I think, came along, and um, uh, the Flash, uh, and what else? Uh, there was um, uh, Supergirl, uh, Legends of the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I think Legends of Tomorrow came first, right? And then Supergirl, um, and then Black Lightning, which was awesome. That was also really it's a real cool show, um, but you kind of lost interest in the shows. I lost in the shows. Yeah, I, didn't, I I I felt like you still like the Marvel universe. And I feel like, like the DC shows. I felt like me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't judge anybody that watches them still, but I feel like they had a severe decline in quality. That is my opinion, but uh, I feel like there's still really. I feel like Marvel just beats DC. In the uh, live action game, 
Maybe not in the cartoons. I think DC cartoons might be better. But in the live action stuff, like whether it be live action shows or live action movies, Marvel, I think, just toasts DC. I mean, uh, I, I would agree with you to a certain extent, but for films, for sure. Um, I feel like Marvel's... For films, for films, I believe that Marvel out outweighs the DC, unfortunately. More fortunately. Well, I mean, because uh, I, I, I love the DC world too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the television shows, the DC world, you don't really see too many uh, live action Marvel shows. Most of them are DC. Like I said, now they've started right you have one division you have uh uh oh right on disney plus yeah and even the netflix shows like from like 2013 20 are amazing daredevil is an amazing show mm-hmm. you know luke cage is really good uh those shows are really good shame they got canceled because disney decided to move all their stuff to disney plus but they probably will bring them back but you have one division you have uh Loki, you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, you're having yeah, Hawkeye those, right yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. Those are all those are all streaming on. Those are all streaming the, right now. Now, but see, the thing is with okay that that DC has over Marvel in that respect is that with DC you don't have to have a streaming service. Yeah, but okay, and also there's a heck of a lot more seasons with DC than on Marvel. I agree with that. Okay, and. There's more character development, and there's more. Uh, there's a wi- again. There's a wider net of of situations and um, uh, instances where the hero of you know they face certain consequences of their actions. And you don't really see that as much in the Marvel universe, in the in the in the series. Well, also, right? uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna say that less and less people now have cable, though. In fact, like I'd say, like streaming is the way to go. Most, no. it's it's not like most people that you will talk to. Mm-hmm. Chances are they'll have streaming, but they won't have cable. Like I know all of my friends. None of your friends have cable. Only one of my friends has cable. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I mean, you know, like, see, with with some streaming services, they will only work via geography. Yeah. So. Like Netflix. Not they'll only work, uh, but there's specific shows that you can watch. Yeah. Like if you're here in, that you can't watch in the U.S. Right. Like the U.S. that you can't watch here. And right. England you can't watch here or whatever. Exactly. So that's why I kind of like cable because then you don't have to worry so much about quote unquote location, right? Like if something is destined to come on television, chances are you're going to get it. Um, But anyway, uh, let's talk about our favorite, um, our, and it's going to be very subjective, Course. who our favorite superheroes are mm-hmm. um do you want to go first or you want me to go first at number five you can start okay uh, my number five is um is a hero that i got to see probably Hmm, I don't remember what year it was when I got released. Um, probably 20... I want to say 2016, 2017, something like that. Mm-hmm. With Civil War. When did Civil War come out? 2016, 15, somewhere around there. 2016. 2016? 2016, yeah, yeah. I remember. 2016. Um, May of 2016. May of 2016. And that was uh, Black Panther. Rest in peace. Oh, that was he was such a... Chadwick Boseman. I mean, he... 
he he fit that character like a glove you know like like hand to a glove it was fantastic and um you could see the conflict in him you know like in civil war like how you know he was so devoted to his dad uh king t'challa or tin king his dad T is t'chaka t'chaka i meant he to say t'challa yeah and uh and and when he when his father died in civil war he just his mind just kind of went a different way mm -hmm. he, he he was just thinking revenge 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 and um and then when eventually when he realized that uh revenge was consuming him he kind of let it go and then you know because the the murderer of his father would get justice eventually mm -hmm. and um so he had some inner demons that he was kind of fighting which i kind of liked and what i also loved about the actual movie like the trailer was pro the trailer of that film Civil War or, or of Civil black panther yeah. it's probably the best trailer of all of the marvel universe films that i it's, I don't remember the trailer that well. Oh, it's no. it's awesome. Of all of like the way how the music was and with the way how j j just the text I, I don't know, I mean you not can't actually feel it obviously, but it was palpable. Like when uh you can see the kind of like the origin story of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Um and the culture and uh, it was just it was just awesome. It was just so, so well the made. He passed away. Well, that 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 just broke my heart, you know. When Chadwick Boseman when he died, um, it was real shame. And I did not know that he had cancer. He kept it from many, everybody. Nobody, like the public, knew when he passed away that he had cancer. Yeah, after after the after fact. After he passed away. Yeah. And and um, just like. I remember I but you know what I do I I mean I remember seeing him on social media. He looked kind of frail. He looked a bit disheveled. And I was kind of wondering maybe he was for a role I thought to myself. Yeah, maybe you get like guys like Christian Bale that go that turn into like they go method. stick and then they'll turn into like Yeah, they go method. sumo wrestler and then back. So I I but but I I don't know where that came from and then you know then you hear a few months later he had passed away. It was such a tragic, tragic, tragic way of... Do you think that... Um, uh, like... Who's going to replace Black Panther? I don't think they're going to replace him. They're just going to move the story on without him. Really? I think I think that's a respectful thing to do. If I own... If I ran... If I was Kevin Feige, I'd be like, yeah... You'd probably you'd probably set him like a aside that that's his character for life. That's his character. I mean not for life obviously. That is Black Black Panther is Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman is he brought life into that character. Mm. He breathed life in, in, into that character, and you you should respect that. But then but then he he never had any. But then the the. Uh, the succession line ends then, right? I mean, there's ways you could do it. You have a Killmonger who's dead, quote unquote. You have well, no, I mean he died on the. I mean, yeah, show. but like it's in the comic, movie. It's a comic book world, and he's like yeah, I suppose no one really stays dead. Uh, his sister. But his sister is um, what was her name? Uh, Suri. Yeah. Right. I think so. Um. She was also. I mean, she's awesome too. But I feel like I. I loved. I love. That's the other thing about Black Panther. The action week sequences in the film. Yeah, but was this is about the so well made. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I know it's about the superhero, but I'm just saying. Um. No. It's his, his 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 struggles basically in that film when he it's actually a complex be, character. When, yes very complex character mm -hmm. and his struggles with 
becoming king and trying to come to grips with his own with his own father's um uh like what he like, did what his father did can a good man be a good king or something like that? yeah yeah something like that so so yeah that's my number five mm-hmm. uh my number five i just want to preface this my list by saying this is that movies really influence like the way i go right not really comic books although i did read comics but like you have to remember like i i grew up i was born in 2000 right so, all the big movies that I watched, all the big movies that I watched, were all, like, Marvel movies. Like, the MCU started when I was eight, right? And before that, I had the Spider-Man movies, you know? So, a lot of, like, what's, what was big between my birth and now is what dictates, like, my That's true. Movies. A lot of, a lot of superhero movies came after... Yeah, after your birth. In fact, the year I was born, I swear, like, the X-Men movie came, and that's, like, kind of, like, the like one of the pioneer movies of, like, superhero movies and stuff, but... Well, X-Men was another, is another comic book that I used to follow. Right. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, so, because of that, yeah. I just want to preface my entire list by saying that. So, uh, number five for me is Captain America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. And reason i have him there mm-hmm. is because that man is so pure with his intentions mm. right there is a reason he can lift up thor's hammer spoiler alert because he's worthy yeah right and like and the, like it's, uh, uh, i remember in time? age of ultron yeah he, he that that like, coffee table scene it, it lifted where they're all trying to pick up the hammer everyone is trying nobody can budget and you can see thor in the background while while steve rogers is actually attempting and it goes he goes yeah, and, thor then, like, and thor's thor's face kind of went gets flushed for something. oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, that yeah. was probably the first hint that you knew that he's worthy. Yeah, that something is gonna I th- happen. I think after that, Thor knew that. Okay. This well, he knew it, too. right? Like, remember when um, when he actually picked it up? He was picked like, it up, yeah. And then Thor like, said, "I knew it. I knew it. I knew it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's an incredible leader. What was the name of that? Mjolnir. 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 Yeah, but then he made a second one, didn't he? Stormbreaker. I mean, Stormbreaker is not, like, part of Norse mythology. Mjolnir is actually, like, a big part of Norse mythology. Not, like, Marvel Universe. I'm talking, like, Norse mythology. Well, Hela destroyed it. Yeah, that's in the MCU. Yeah. But, like, uh, that's besides the point. But, like, like the first uh, Captain America movie is, like, a very good summary of why, like, you know, like, he's just a scrawny kid, and he's like, why do you keep wanting to go to wars? Do you want to kill Nazis? He's from he Brooklyn, right? Yeah, he's from his Brooklyn. Character. He, he asked him, he's like a German guy, he said, do, do you want to kill Nazis? Is that why you joined the war? He's like, no, uh, I don't want to kill anybody, but uh, I don't like bullies. And I was like, that's, that's, that's a guy that's, right That's there. a good, that's that's a good that's answer. A good and and, and uh, it was Tommy Lee Jones' character, I forget him too. But he was saying, no, why are you giving Steve Rogers the serum? You should give it to this other soldier. And so he says, no, I want to give this Steve Rogers. So Tommy Lou Jones takes a fake grenade and he throws it. And he says, grenade. And everybody like jumps away and Steve Rogers ju- dives right on top of the grenade. He's selfless. He's completely selfless. He dove right on top of the grenade, like without hesitation. That was his first instinct, just jump on top of the grenade. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And, uh, yeah, he's just, like, completely selfless. And he ma- every decision he makes, he doesn't make for himself. He, he was thinking of the greater good. Always thought of the greater good. You know, incredible leader. Yeah, like... Well, honestly. he started out, like, you're right. I mean, I just, just as some scrawny kid. Yeah. And uh, he got picked on a lot. Yeah, because he's scrawny. He's, like, five foot four... 100 pounds yeah very thin but even then as a very thin frail child he wanted to help 
Yeah, hundred percent. You know, he wanted to do what he could. You right. Know? Like, and his character arc through the entire Marvel movies is amazing. It wasn't until the end that I think he decided to be. He decided, self- he decided to finally. I'm going to do something for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean, and he deserved that. He deserved it. You know, he deserved it. I mean, hundred percent. He he wanted to live the life he wanted to always live. His character at the end. How old was he at the end? Was he like in his nineties, hundreds? Hundreds. He had to be in his hundreds, but he's also a super soldier, so he probably lived that long, no problem. I don't know if he's officially confirmed dead. No, he's not dead. No one has said that he's dead. They kept saying Cap is gone. Cap is gone. I don't know because I mean he's not. He's not. He's he's not considered dead. No, what I what I think when they mean Cap is gone, he's like he's no longer. Captain America. I think Steve Rogers is still around. Yeah, he, he's just an old man. And but, the last scene in Endgame too just chokes you up a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, where he yeah. finally gets to get that last dance. Yeah, amazing, that was that was character. even in the comics too. He's like an amazing character. Yeah, he's always for the greater good. He actually dies in Civil War in the comics. I don't know if you knew that. You no, I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, just throughout the entire thing. Why did they kill him off in the Civil War? Yeah. Well, you got to remember, like... I don't know. <laughs> to be quite honest with you. They, I mean, it made sense with the story. I don't know if you've read Civil War. Like, the actual... No. Graphic novel. I, I said, I that. haven't read a comic book in a very long time. But, like, it was, it was a very good graphic novel. Yeah. Or a comic book series. But, yeah. But, yeah, he's my fifth favorite. That's your fifth? Yeah. Okay. So that le- that that comes to my number four. Yeah. And my number four, I'd have to say, um, takes me back to, I guess, my early tweens, I guess. So maybe I was about 10. It's one of the last comics I started to get that I was into. Yeah. Um... And uh, then, of course, fast forward to today. Your your tween years, um, I started to get into Iron Man. Ah, uh, Tony Stark. Not my tween years; those are my childhood years. Yeah, eight childhood years. Yeah, eight. I was eight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, well, what, I'm gonna speak on this too because that's also my number four. See, oh. I but I don't think that's I, I didn't see four, I, right? Iron I, Man. Hmm? Yeah. Number four is Iron Man. Mine is as well. So let's talk. Okay. So you you also have number yeah, four. Number four is Iron Man. Okay. Okay. A little so, merger here. Yeah. So we're merged. Yeah. Um. So Tony Stark. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Fit that character so succinctly. Yeah. It was incredible. If it wasn't for him. Mar- Marvel I don't think you universe. would have had this kind of. If the if Iron Man one had failed, the MCU would never have happened. Yeah, it would have stopped right there. Yeah, and John Favreau, uh, I mean, yeah, oh, incredible! I mean, <laughs> I didn't know him that well as a director. Um, I only knew him as an actor. Mm-hmm. I did not know that he could produce. And be an executive producer and be a director. And an actor. And an actor. I mean, he does it all, right? Happy. And hmm? He's happy. Yes, he plays happy in the in the Marvel universe. And um I felt that okay, so Iron Man as a character, mm-hmm. he's a very selfish guy. Very self absorbed. Yeah. He's uh a narcissistic he likes flashy, bold. He's uh, yeah. He's very flashy. He's a full, in his own words, he's a full tilt diva, right? Um, but then he realizes there's more to life. There's more to just being a head of a company that makes weapons, right? Right, he he's responsible for yes so much, so much more, and yeah. and you and you and you sense that in in the films, you know, as as his character progresses throughout yeah. his um from right from Iron Man one to Endgame, mm-hmm. like he gives himself up. Spoiler alert, um, 
for the greater good. Him and Cap had they went on the opposite ends of the spectrum because Tony started off very selfish, and Cap started off very very selfless. selfless yeah. Tony was super anti-government. Cap was super. I mean, he was a soldier, right? And then right in the middle, not middle, but middle towards the end, in Civil War, you have a flip. Cap doesn't trust the governments, no? And Tony said, no, we have to trust the governments to regulate us and everything, right? And then at the end, and do you remember in Avengers they had that argument? He said, everything special about you came out of a bottle. And then he lifts Thor's hammer. And then Cap says, "Uh, you're not the type of man to make the sacrifice play. But he made the ultimate sacrifice play at the end. Yeah, I do remember like that. Like, both of their character arcs just per- perfect, you know? They started off where the other person ended off. Yeah. But in a healthy way, not in, like, an unhealthy way. I mean, they, they both like each other but hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a love-hate. Frenemies. They were frenemies. But, I mean, they respected each other, too. Yeah. I think they... They genuinely were friends, though. I think they were genuine friends. And they had really good banter. Of course. Um, the thing I liked uh, is just his quip, quip, quippiness. Quippiness, you know? Like, the way how he... always he had could, a response. Oh, there, my too. gosh. Just incredible. Like, the way how he would, you know, phrase things mm-hmm. and... <laughs> And make jokes and, you know, kind of like, you know, like uh, his his banter with Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, it just, it's just really awesome. I mean, like, and, and of course, you know, like he, his intelligence was, I mean, not he's only was he a billionaire, but he was, a, hmm? he's a genius. He's a genius. I mean, like the guy, the way the he created oh, a new element. He discovered a new element, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, not discovered, created. He created a new element. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Genius level, like, not even genius. Like, above, if there's something above genius, he was that. That's his superpower, it's not his suits, it was his mind. Yeah, and he was also a big mentor, right? To uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland's character. Yeah. And, and the way how he cared about him as well. Mm-hmm. The reason it, he goes back in time, the whole thing, is because he saw a picture of him and Peter. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm going to try working on this thing. But yeah. like, Yeah, I mean, like it, it, I mean, it was a, it truly was a, his, his character arc. I mean, as much as I hated to see him die mm-hmm. in the end. I think it was fitting. It was fitting. He had to die. Yeah. And it was... It shouldn't have gone any other way. Yeah. It's just... It's just like, it was just really hard to watch, though. Of course. Of course. Like, I remember when we were watching him um, battling uh, Thanos mm-hmm. in um, in uh, Infinity War. When Thanos stabs him? Yeah. And when the entire... And the whole... When we saw that in the theater... Everyone was like... <gasps> everyone just went gasped yeah and uh i remember one person in the crowd said no <laughs> you know yeah. like it was it was there's an emotional, was an emotional journey there's an emotional attachment with iron man because he's the one who started it yeah i yeah. mean technically nick fury started the avengers no i mean the universe what do you mean the universe Oh, oh, you're talking about the, the way how we restarted it. The MCU. Mm-hmm. First MCU the movie. The snap, you're saying? No, the first MCU movie was Iron Man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, so there's a lot of attachment there. A lot of attachment. Tons of attachment. You know, um, when um, that one... Uh, do you, 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 I'm sure you recall this, where uh, in their 10th anniversary... So in 2020, I think it was. Must have been 2020. Oh, for what? For the MCU? Or no, 2018. It would have been 2018. Yeah, sorry. In 2018, they had that huge photo shoot. 
Yeah, with everybody in the MCU. Everyone associated with the MCU were in this one big picture. Mm-hmm. And seated in the center of that picture was Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Stan Lee. Well, him and Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. They were both there. I don't know if John Favreau... I'm sure John Favreau was in there too. But right in the m- middle, uh, that that's where he was. So he was an integral part of this entire journey. And if it wasn't for, like, as you said, Robert Downey Jr., we wouldn't have had an MCU. 100%. 100% agree with that. And okay, so uh, shall we go on to the number three then? Uh, yeah. So number three um, is... A superhero that I grew up watching as a child mm-hmm. in the 70s. And um, this is when uh, there was an actual Marvel show, live action. I think I know what this is. All right. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. What right. did you say? Lou Ferrigno. Yes. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So Hulk is my number three. And again, it's one of those kind of superheroes that have a, a conflict, a backstory, where all he wants to do is help people. Right? But his but he's a constant loner. In the in the T V show Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Bruce Banner, he um, was a, a complete loner. He struggled with, um, with between helping people, wanting to help people, and, you know, turning into the Hulk, right? I don't, I mean, Bruce Banner, he never liked the Hulk. He didn't like his alter ego. But when he got angry or when he got emotional, he would turn into the Hulk. Yeah. And he wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. And um, so that struggle really appealed to me. Because mm. you see the uh, Incredible Hulk along with Edward Norton. No. It was it was good, but it wasn't like amazing. But it was it was good. That's technically an MCU movie. Well, yeah, it would be because. <laughs> Hulk is part of the MCU. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, but then, of course, when uh, Ruffalo took over the character. He kind of made it his own. Yeah, he he basically made it his own. And uh, from 2012 in the Avengers, mm-hmm. right till Endgame, it was his, you know, yeah. basically. And, again, you saw his struggles. Mm-hmm. And even at the end game, he kind of figured it out. He figured it out, you know, and he kind of became a hybrid of uh, yeah. Bruce and the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I and love him in Thor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Ragnarok was probably one of the most comedic. I think it's the funniest Marvel movie. Yeah. Taika Waititi directed it. Amazing director. He's directing another one, right? He's directing the next Thor. The next Thor? Yeah. Okay. That should that that should be pretty awesome. So yeah, so that's uh I would say um and and like I said, I mean growing I I I watched him as a 7-year-old, you know, and so that's why I um I consider the Hulk as my number 3. Okay. My number 3 is the first and only DC superhero on the uh, list. It's, uh, it's Batman. <laughs> Batman. Yeah. yeah. I get it. And Batman. That Batman is again a very good. I don't uh, know if I've ever said this on the uh, podcast, but uh, the reason I want to become a filmmaker, the thing that sparked me, that pushed me into become, wanting to go down this path, Dark Knight, was a Dark Knight. <laughs> That's probably my favorite movie of all time is the dark knight top two 
it, it, it alternates between Empire Strikes Back and Dark Knight. <laughs> but, like, those two movies are... Well, that movie is my favorite. Well, Dark Knight was probably... I mean, it was one of the scariest films. That's perfect. It wasn't scary. Oh. I thought it was thriller. Your mother like, and I saw really that. You were too young when Dark Knight oh, came they... out. Yeah, we didn't take you to see it. Mm-hmm. Um... But your mother and I went into the theater, and why did you see it? He's like, "Oh, it's a Batman movie. Let's just go see." Well, it. of course. Hey, I mean, I'm like I said. I mean, I used to watch these Batman and all this stuff growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So when Dark Knight came out, I didn't watch the Michael Keaton Batman. You didn't watch Batman '89? No, I, di- I didn't. Jack watch Nicholson. That. I mean, I probably you know what I probably did, but I didn't watch it in theater. Oh, I see. All right, but the thing of it is, was. When Dark Knight came out, the way how the movie it was looks so real. Well, not I mean, yeah, real, but I mean, cinematically, cinematically, it looked amazing, and the Joker was um, incredible. Rest in peace again, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. I mean, I really wanted to see that in the movie theater, and it was scary. Like there was parts in that movie where i kind of squinted i said oh man really um but batman always has been kind of a dark he's been a dark dark superhero but like it's interesting what i love about his character is that he's obviously mentally ill and the only thing that holds him back from going absolutely insane is his no kill rule right that is like it's like a theory about why Batman is doesn't kill. Is that if he started to kill, he wouldn't be able to stop, right? Minus the Ben Affleck version, but we're not talking about that one. The uh, well, the interesting thing about him too is he also I think he has the best villains out of every superhero. I think he had, the Joker is the greatest super villain of all time. Not my favorite necessarily, although he is. But my the greatest super villain of all time, I think, is the Joker. In the comic book world, and just yeah, comic book world, I'd say even in the movie world, I think because he just perfectly is the antithesis of what Batman is. And you know what they say: your hero is only good as your villain is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, just like the dynamic he has with the, his villains, his entire backstory, his trauma, he he's like a real person. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, he's a real Nolan, person. What Nolan does really well. I'm hooked up on the Nolan ones because that's like my childhood. Is that he kind of? He kind of, although we're probably never gonna have an actual Batman. He kind of shows that this is kind of possible. This is a possibility that could happen. Like Superman would never be possible, right? It could never be possible. Batman could be very possible, actually. Like, that could actually happen if a person had that much funding, had that much motivation, you know? Like, I don't know. He's the realist. He's, like, the most realistic version of a superhero ever. And he's clever. Like, all everybody in the Justice League respects Batman. Even though he has no superpowers, they fear him, you know? There was this old cartoon, I remember, of, like, uh, an old cartoon. It was pretty recent. And, like, there was, like, an alien. His name, I think it was Darkseid. And uh, he was about to, like, take over some planets or whatever. And <laughs> Batman, I forget what he made a deal with, but he hacked into this guy's Neuralink, Neuroface or whatever. And he said, if you don't release these prisoners... I'm going to blow up half of the universe. And if you think I'm going to call you on, I have it right in my hand. I'll press this trigger. You can't rule a galaxy of dead people. So you're going to comply to what I say. And Darkseid tried beating him up and stuff. And he was like, nope, I, I still have it. Oh, my thumb is right on it. You know, as soon as my, if I die right here, there it goes. Half of your kingdom. So you have to let him go. You say, okay, take your prisoners. You know? Like, 
there's something about him. He's so mentally, he just so well. Far he had he had such a traumatic else. childhood, right? I mean, yeah. his parents died, yeah, uh, when he was just a kid, and um, when that that's why Gotham is one of my favorite series. Yeah, I've heard because, it was good. because you it's it was on Fox, um, Gotham, and it basically gave the tale of uh, Bruce Wayne uh, as a child. It starts actually with with him and his parents going through that alley when his parents get killed. And um, that's the most overdone scene in cinematic history, by the way. <laughs> I just want to say that. But I'm, I'm just saying it's iconic. But it's been done so it many may, times. May, maybe so, but I'm just saying that's his backstory. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he had a very traumatic childhood, and the whole thing, the whole series, is surrounding Bruce Wayne. And his struggles, and how he eventually becomes Batman. Yeah, and that's how actually the series ends, mm-hmm. is him yeah. actually becoming the Batman. Mm-hmm. Once he actually becomes the Batman, that's when the series is over. So you don't actually see him fighting crime as a Batman, but you see him coming to his own grips. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of character development with the surrounding characters, like. Gordon. Uh, Gordon and uh, um, uh, Penguin. Uh, Penguin, yes, Penguin, Fish, and uh, the uh, um, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Forgot her name. Felicia? No, no. Selena. Selena Kyle. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I'm think getting it's... Catwoman and Black Cat mixed up. No, Felicia I, I, th- I think Cat. it's Selena. Selena is. Is Catwoman? Yeah, but I forget her last name. I don't remember her last name. And then, and then all the other incredible villains uh, in Batman. Have you ever played like Mr. The, Freeze? I should get you to play the Batman game that I have. The Arkham series is incredible. Yeah, incredible. Um, it, it it was a really good series. So I totally I support your your pick for three. number three. Yeah. Who's your uh, number two? So my second um, actually wasn't really a hard choice for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it was a comic book character that I grew up watching with my cousin. Mm-hmm. And um, back in the, I would say, late 70s, and that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man was... I don't think there is a single um, memory that I have without some form, like in my early childhood where Spider-Man wasn't part of it. You know, like Mm -hmm. I I remember uh, my cousin was more into Spider-Man than me, Mm -hmm. but I really loved the character. Of course. And I loved... Again, his struggles. He is universally loved. Peter Peter Parker. I mean, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's who he was, and he wanted to help the little guy. He wasn't. He wasn't into, you know, conquest, like Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man. Iron Man wanted to save the planet. Right. He wants from, to help his neighborhood out. He just wanted to help his neighborhood. That's all he wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it showed in the cartoons. It showed in uh, in the live action movies. Um, when Spider Man came out in the, uh, I think it was two thousand one or two thousand two. Yeah, the Tobey Maguire one, two thousand two. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Because it came out. The... I saw that movie in Arizona for Did the you first see it in time. Theaters? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just awesome. I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, and it was one of the few DC superhero movies in the modern times that I actually enjoyed. You mean Marvel? I meant Marvel. Mm-hmm. That I actually enjoyed. Yeah, because Marvel movies 
Marvel was just X Men was two thousand, I think. But... Um, yeah, but <sighs> not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Not the same, right? And uh, I just I loved his character development. Um, his love for Jane, Mary Jane, Mary Jane, Stacy, depending on the day. Um, and uh, he, just his internal struggles, you know, like between keeping his identity a secret and helping out his aunt and uncle. Um, well, just aunt. Well, his uncle dies. Dies, but he gave him i mean that that famous great quote power, great responsibility yeah that came from his uncle right right so that struggle that he had um it it came from a very deep place and one of the one of my other real favorite movies is the spider verse uh miles morales he's also excellent spider-verse. that was a really really good Mm-hmm. That was a really good movie. Um, Definitely. Uh, it gave so many different perspectives of what Spider-Man was like in other, in in the multiverse. Right. And uh, so it was very, very well made. I, I really am looking forward to the seeing... Spider-Man? Well, you <laughs> see, I really want to see the new one, mm-hmm. but I'm internally struggling. Yeah, yeah. I'm having my own internal, internal struggles. struggles. I am not struggling yeah, at all. Yeah, I know I'm you're not, but it. with this pandemic, I just not, I don't know. Did you already buy those tickets, by the way? The Monday. Oh, Monday. Okay. The day this comes up, the day people listen to this, <laughs> is the day I'll have those tickets in my hand. <laughs> I already set up the payment information. I'm ready. Oh, yeah? All I got to do is press pay now. Accept. Accept. That's it. Yeah, I'm good to now. go. Yeah. So that that's why my my number two is is Spider Man. All right, uh, my number two is a uh, Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine! Yeah. Now that's a, that's a very interesting choice because you Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. I mean, like he's probably he's probably the outside of Robert Downey Jr. I would say that he's probably he the longest. Guy. He is longest the, serving not character. Not outside of he is the longest serving character. Even before, because he did it since 2000. Yeah. From 2000, I think. When was Logan? 2019? 2017? I forget. Yeah. It was around that time. It was late 2010s. So a good, like, 17, 18 years, he played that character, and he played it better than anybody has, and better than anybody will. Right? Like, uh, and again... I remember, I remember Wolverine uh, as part of the X Men series. Yeah, he and was the coolest. He was the coolest yeah, X Men. He, really, he was really cool. And like the thing about him too, he's been through the most trauma <laughs> yeah. because he's oh, yeah. he's one. He was born in like the mid eighteen hundreds, so everybody that he once loved, gone, is gone. Yeah. And everybody that he loves again, gone. He's been through so much, mm-hmm. right? And and Logan when he dies finally, it's heartbreaking. It is. It's heartbreaking. He, him and like him, I think him and Tony Stark, Wolverine and Tony Stark are the only like the big characters that die on screen in superhero movies, because yeah. Superman's never really died. I don't oh, think he, di- he kind of did in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but he comes back. So like, he's not dead, dead. You know what I mean? I think unless Marvel does some like multiverse thing and like brings back Hugh Jackman which actually is possible cuz Hugh Jackman has said like I'd love to be in the MCU. I he said oh, he'd that. be he'd be crazy not to. I mean like with 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 uh I mean he's no fool. But I he's mean, also old now. Oh come he's on. He's almost turning 60. So like what? 55 56. I mean he's still in great shape. <laughs> but like he's still he's The man old. the man has the moves. He still has the moves. If he yeah. wanted to he could do it again easily. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I think he's probably, if you associate, he's like one of those characters where you just, that is Wolverine. You know? When I picture Wolverine in my head, you think of Hugh I Jackman. think of Hugh Jackman. Of course. Because he he's perfect. You know? Uh, I saw all the X-Men recently, in the last, say, in the last year. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it was, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. 
yeah. it's pretty awesome to see and um just just watching him uh with his struggles it's it was because like i said everybody that he loves dies you know it's sad he's a tragic hero he's a tragic hero at the end of the day uh i don't know if iron man is a tragic hero Oh. There's there's elements of his story which is tragic, but he's not a tragic hero. Every every hero has some element of tragedy in it. Yeah, you know, there is every, some. Every like you know they say that every superhero has dead parents. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's like, kind of true. Actually, either one of them or both of them. Yeah, yeah. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of any superhero that has both parents still alive. Actually, I'm gonna think about like is, is, are there. Are there any superheroes? Well, I mean, Super, some... Supergirl, Supergirl actually has, um, in the TV show. Now I don't know about the comics, but in the mm-hmm. TV show, her dad is alive, and she, uh, she, because her dad was banished to the Phantom Zone, and um, her mother happened to be on planet Argo. And so she does discover late in the series that her parents technically are alive. Mm, mm. Um, both parents. Um, it came at very different different times in the series, but um, uh, it, it, but yeah, I mean, there, I'm sure there are. I, mean, I just Supergirl came to mind as soon as you asked. I can't me that. really think. Besides, I guess her. I can't really think of anybody. But, well, uh, also uh, Diggle's character, who's Green but he's Lantern. Not really, he's Diggle's Green Lantern. Uh, he, well, that's what's revealed at the end. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. People always speculated that. I kind of, I, I, like I said, I've stopped watching the Arrowverse a while back. But his dad, his dad and mom are both alive. Oh, okay, that's good. But uh, um, but besides, we're going off the. the path well, you right asked now. the question. I'm but just uh, answering. but yeah, like he actually killed his father, I think. Who? Logan. Like Logan. Oh, I, I don't Because he gets so upset and angry. And he just kind of like... Wolverine has this thing called Berserker Rage. Where he just kills everything in sight. That's like... You know when he starts screaming and he just goes nuts? It, that, But that comes from pain. That comes from pain. But... The, the, the anger that he feels... father and then that's... And he accidentally kills him. I think that's what happened. I, I don't... I, I forget. I, I, I forget. I but like... There's one thing to watch your parents die. It's one thing to accidentally have killed them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. But, yeah. But, yeah, that's my number two. Mm-hmm. So, I think I know who your number one is, and I think you know who my number one is. So, I'll let you go first. Go my number one is, my number one is a movie, is probably the first, the first superhero movie I saw in the theater. Uh, no, not in theater, on Rest video. Rest in peace again. Yes, and that's Superman. Rest in peace, Christopher Reeve. Uh, Christopher Reeve, I don't think there is a single superhero, a, sing- a single Superman today that fits the character yeah, he's perfect. like Christopher Reeve. He's perfect, even though I think, uh, what's his name, Henry Cavill, I think he did a great job, but he's not Christopher Reeve. Henry Cavill was a good he Superman. He was a very good Superman. Yeah, I mean, he, was he was. Excellent Superman. Um, but he wasn't the perfect No, Superman. it wasn't the perfect Superman. And I think I think all of these later actors, like Brendan, what's his name? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah. uh, they, they, they would all, I think, they would all bow to Christopher Reeve. They yeah, would all acknowledge. They would all acknowledge he is th- the that he is he is the the Superman. He is Superman. I mean, even even the older Superman before. Yeah, would probably also acknowledge that Christopher Reeve yeah. was probably the best. Hundred percent, the best casting. Um, Brandon Routh. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, also, he was the Adam in yeah the DC universe, uh, which is kind of funny because <clears throat> I'm just going to go off on a tangent. But in Crisis in the DC world. You never. I don't think you saw the Crisis series. No. But in Crisis, in a parallel universe, Brandon, he reprises his role as Superman. Is he the same Superman, or is he just a Superman? That is... He is just a Superman, 
in one of the parallel universes, Because right? technically the movie Superman Returns was a continuation of the Christopher Reeves one, right? Yeah. No, no. But the, the, no, he's just a Superman. It's not the same Superman. Right. And and uh, so he reprises his role briefly as the um, uh, paragon of truth. That, mm-hmm. that was what... Um, uh, he was, that's what his character was during that. And also earlier in the first crossover, uh, series, uh, as the Adam, mm-hmm. he, 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 uh, he looked at Supergirl and said, Hmm, you kind of look like my cousin. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> and that was funny because yeah. it's kind of yeah, it's, it's kind of it's, it's kind of a slight yeah. where it's kind of a, a signal that he was one Superman. Yeah, yeah. So that was really funny. Um, I got a good laugh out of that one. So yeah, so Superman, what do I? Why, why is he my favorite? He's my favorite because really for sentimental reasons. I mean, I, I just loved his story. I loved his backstory. Um, I loved the fact that. As Christopher Reeve, when he portrayed Superman as, you know, as as a man struggling at the Daily Planet, as this bumbling reporter, um, he had two different personalities. And I still remember in Superman uh, that struggle where... <laughs> Uh, I don't remember if this was one or two. I think it was two. may have been two. Where um, he was in a diner. And um, there was this tough guy. It not, has nothing to do with the film. The overall arc of the film. But there's this one diner scene where he goes in. And um, he sacrifices. loses his powers. This is after he loses his powers. He goes into the diner and he's just kind of minding his own business. And this tough guy comes up to him and says, "You're in my seat." And he was willing to move, but he kind of got he gets beat up in the process. Mm-hmm. And and that's when he first when he gets beat up, he gets he he tastes his own blood. Right and goes, oh, this is my blood, and and he's getting kind of shocked about it, right? And and uh, Lois, played by Margot Kidder, who was again probably the best. I I feel mm-hmm. the best uh, Lane Lois Lane, probably one of the best Lois Lane characters okay. I, I I've seen, and so she kind of picks him up and. As he limps out, but then eventually, the this he gets his powers back, mm-hmm. and he didn't forget about going back to that diner. Yeah, <laughs> so he goes back to the diner now, and now he's as Superman, right. but he's Clark, yeah. right? And he has all of his powers, and so he kind of beats him up. Yeah, <laughs> and gets his revenge, but that's you know. I think the the Henry Cowell version of him. He had a similar thing where it was one guy. He was he was like a waiter at some point, and the guy he was serving was like assaulting a lady, and then he said, "Hey, don't do that." Yeah. And then the guy threw something in his face, and so then the guy he leaves to get out. He, he was a truck trucker, yeah. and he leaves to get back in his truck, and his truck is like bent into the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, like that's what I love about Superman because yeah. he kind of secretly gets his revenge without actually having to say anything or do anything, you know, right, right. to the other person. Right. Oh, he's actually Superman. Like he doesn't need to see their faces. No, he doesn't. He, he just needs, he just, no, I've taught them the lesson. I remember this one instance where, and I think this was in the original Superman, where there's a, a struggle in an alley. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he catches the bullet. He catches the bullet, but he, but he fainted. faints. But then he doesn't really, and then he turns, he, like... When Lois walks away, he's kind of struggling with his hat, kind of, he's kind of crunched over, and then he kind of, he opens his hand, there's the bullet in his hand, and he kind of looks at the camera, 
Yeah. <laughs> makes a double take. Like, <laughs> and then he Caught gets it. up, yeah, right? Yeah, I know so there's some real, there's some real yeah. uh, excellent kind of scenes like that. And Supergo also kind of did, did the same thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of, she kind of piggybacked on that kind of. Be kind of bubbling. Yeah, and, like there would be like, you know, like there was be like some robber or a thief snagging some lady's purse and so he'd be running down the street and supergirl would see it but she's kara as kara she'd be like oh god not another one <laughs> and then she'd just go and she's just pretend like she's stretching oh like that and he just runs into her arm and yeah. falls over oh i'm so sorry i didn't i didn't see you there and then yeah. picks up the purse i mean so these kind of um things that superman does kind of in secret it's just it's just too much this is incredible right yeah. and and how he's able to maintain his disguise with just wearing a pair of glasses that's genius it's not really genius it's genius it's, it's, it's genius because no armor. one no one can figure it out you know that's the thing no one can figure out his super his superness because of the glasses, okay? Those powerful glasses. Those are really powerful glasses. And Lois is an idiot. I just want to say this. No, she's an idiot. Because he, he she saw his face as Superman and as Clark. And when he takes off the glasses, then she's like, you're Superman. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have probably pieced that together. Look, okay. I think you could do recognize you know, you know, me with my glasses on or without my glasses on. You know, the, the, the original author... Of Superman was a Canadian. Yes, yes, I do know that. And uh, he, uh, it was his design that actually had the glasses. So, if you're gonna blame anyone, blame the writer. Yeah, okay, That's okay. Fair. And uh, and he's like a fellow. Bit of there's no armor thicker than plot armor. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so he is my number one. So I guess we get down to your number one. Yeah, my number one. I think you can guess it. There's a guy that was born in 2000. <laughs> I, I feel like everybody, most people, guys my age, will all say this. It's Spider-Man, obviously. Alright? I love Spider-Man. Spider, like, that's the first superhero that I was like, I want to be like this guy when I grow up. I used to wear Spider-Man suits, jump around the house. Pretend like I got stuck to the walls. I remember those days. Yeah. You'd wear the little tights and you'd go right up against the, you know, closet and just sit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretend like I'd climb things. Go, always go, and like yeah. the Spider-Man yeah. hand motion. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, amazing character. And he's the most relatable superhero. He's the most relatable superhero because he... He has all the same troubles every teenage boy has. Mm-hmm. You know, girl trouble, same girl trouble. Can't time management. He's always late. Always Can't late. pay his bills. Yeah. Everybody's always mad at him for some reason. <laughs> you know, like, always. He's just the most relatable superhero. Interesting, you know, interesting that Peter Parker was a reporter and so was Clark Kent. Well, he wasn't really a reporter. He was a photographer. He'd, like, send his mail. You know, oh, that's true. In. Clark was actually a reporter, like he'd write articles. Yeah, and stuff. You're right, but like uh, they could work, they could collaboratively work on something together. That's true. That's they're true. both in based in New York. No, they're not. Well, he Superman's moved to Metropolis. Metropolis. Superman's in Metropolis, not in New York. Okay, but it's that's a fake city. Okay, but but I mean, they could easily I guess collaborate could. on a story. I guess he could. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, and all three portrayals. Of what was Spider-Man? the newspaper that he worked for? Daily Peter... Bugle. Oh, and, and and he was a Daily Planet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So all three portrayals of Spider-Man all all brought something new. Like for me, Toby was the perfect Peter mm-hmm. Peter. Mm-hmm. Perfect Peter Parker. I thought Andrew was the perfect Spider-Man, and I think Tom is great at both. That's a very good... Yeah, I th- think you're accurate. I mean, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Like... Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, he... Like, um, Tom Holland was the perfect merge of both of characters. Of both characters. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, what more can you say? I remember it in when we watched Infinity War, and when we watched Endgame. Everybody applauded the loudest anytime Spider-Man would get on the screen, because he's universally loved. Because he's innocent. Yeah. He's just a kid. Yeah. You know, he's like everybody's younger brother. And in real life, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, acts like a kid. Yeah, he's the youngest. He's the guy that gives away all the secrets. Yeah. He's been very good with his this movie though. Oh, has he? He's been very good. And well, I, he man, hasn't been I in the. He has wait. not been in the spotlight. Very he hasn't much. been. He hasn't been. That's probably why. Yeah, he hasn't been doing like a ton of interviews and stuff. But it's too funny, you know that that interview with Jimmy Kimmel, uh, where well, he says Spider Man's in space, Spider Man's in space, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "I don't even know if you could say that," you know, and he's just saying what that he's in space, mm-hmm. and then uh, so that's when uh, uh, Robert Downey said, "Well, that's why we kind of every." 30 seconds we do the men in black thing with his memory just wipe it clean <laughs> yeah every time yeah so yeah i mean it's uh, i i can totally understand why he's your number one yeah, i mean it's childhood yeah your childhood all the cartoons childhood he had hero. the best cartoons yeah was he your child he wasn't your childhood hero it was your childhood favorite superhero of course yeah yeah i mean and you that's a fictional character can't be your hero no i feel like personally i can't some uh, you sure and i i could you like and i i would agree with yeah uh i mean i i think that we could still like be inspired by a oh absolutely character. why not but yeah that's why that's why it's all fantasy right i mean it's all escapism and but you kind of hope that um you can gain some kernel of reality from even a fantasy movie you know even a movie that is not real right like mm-hmm. something that's not possible but you can still kind of gain some kernel of reality from it no for sure and th- that's what makes superheroes <laughs> i feel relatable even though even though um, it's all fantasy no, 100%. science fiction yeah I agree with that yeah. okay well I think that this was a nice talk on uh, superheroes and uh, um, you know uh, hopefully this movie coming out in uh, when when is it coming out 17th December in Canada and the US yeah. earlier everyone else okay well, hopefully yeah, that movie will not be a disappointment. Hopefully Toby and Andrew are in it. I'm praying they are. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And uh, maybe we should... Uh, yeah, I mean... It, like I said, I mean... Superheroes is great... Is great escapism. And uh, hopefully... Uh, uh, we'll be witnessing a lot more. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah.